Hello and welcome to the Women in Leadership podcast with me, Angie Mazzetti. And this week, it's all about She is Sustainable. Ali Sheridan is the guest on the podcast and she's the sustainability leader for IKEA Ireland. My job is to make sustainability make sense to all the different functions and I need to work hard to understand what's driving them, what's important in their daily life and make it, I suppose, marry the two. In this episode of the Women in Leadership podcast, she talks about why caring for the environment is really important for women in their shared roles as leaders in society, in work and in the home. She talks about how she's putting sustainability into practice in her own life, even using reusable nappies with her youngest child, and taking part in the Super Homes Initiative of the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland. And she talks about making that big word, sustainability, relevant to people in their daily lives. The challenge is how do we make it relevant to all these different people and it comes back to that definition of sustainability it's not just one sentence you know to someone it could mean cleaner air it could mean cheaper bills it could mean a warmer home and we need to understand what the motivators are for each of the different people and audiences and tap into them if we're really going to see the change we want to see. I began though by asking Ali Sheridan about her role in IKEA where she's the sustainability leader for IKEA Ireland. What is the sustainability leader? It sounds like a very posh title. (laughs) Well the sustainability leader my job is to really bring our sustainability strategy to life here in Ireland so our sustainability strategy is called People and Planet Positive and we're really focusing on three core areas. So the first area of that is about being circular and climate positive. So it's about looking at how our operations work, how can we become more environmentally friendly in those, and that includes things around using as much renewable energy as we can, looking at our waste and trying to reduce waste, and even having bigger ambitions around looking at changing our business model towards a more circular business model where we're actually taking back things and reusing it as new materials. We're also really focusing on healthy and sustainable living as we see them as being very much um, part of the same thing. So really our role in that is given our privilege and the fact that we're in so many countries and we have so many relationships with a huge amount of customers we have a really important role to play in terms of inspiring more sustainable lifestyles and also providing solutions around that so if you get a chance to walk down on the floor you'll see everything from led light bulbs to recycling bins to uh, textiles to keep you cozier and warmer in the winter and that's really where we want to i suppose show our customers how they can make small changes in their own lifestyles and play a role one of the things that impressed me when I was buzzed into the employees only area was the bicycles yeah. underneath the stairs. Tons of them. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's really well used. And I think um, our co-workers are really passionate and really engaged in our sustainability agenda. One of the things that every co-worker does when they join the company is what we call Valcomon. It's an induction programme. And one of those is around sustainability and how we are sustainable, what we want to achieve through it and how each individual co-worker can play a role in that. So it's not just talking the talk, it's walking the walk and cycling the cycle. Absolutely, absolutely. Everyone playing their part. What do you mean by um, the circular economy? Yeah, so there's a question for you. I don't know if there's any one definition that everyone can agree with, but for us in IKEA, it's really looking at how we work now and how we work in the future in terms of closing um, our systems. So traditionally, business systems would have a linear approach in terms of products and would be developed, get into store, go home with a customer, and then we kind of um, lose them in terms of where they end up. Circular is about 
going much further and engaging the customer in terms of what they do with that product when they're finished it. Is there an opportunity to get it back into our supply chain in terms of a raw material? But also looking way back to the beginning of a product that from the beginning of that design process, we've thought about how we're going to get it back into the system, how we're going to maybe take it apart so that it's recycled properly, how it might be designed so that it easily could be changed into a new product in a person's home so it has a longer life. So I don't think there's any one definition, but within circular economy, just a huge opportunity to challenge our business model and to take advantage of new ideas. What are you doing about packaging? I mean, I was just looking at an old video and, you know, of the of the house, my own house, and like 20, 30 years ago, the bin in the corner was a small metal round thing. Now we've got four bins. Uh, and a lot of it is because there's so much packaging. Mm-hmm. What do IKEA do about packaging? And, you know, are there lessons that other businesses and other people can learn from, from you guys about packaging? Yeah, absolutely. Packaging, obviously, at the moment is a huge issue in the public mind. And I think one of the reasons around that, it's visual and we can connect with it. And it's one of the easier um, things within sustainability that we can gain an understanding of. In terms of IKEA, we have huge ambitions around becoming more sustainable with our packaging. So by 2020, we're going to be phasing out all our single-use plastics and moving to just renewable or recyclable plastics in our stores, which has begun already. So this is a mix of reducing the plastics that we're using on products, moving to different materials like sugarcane and things that can buy degrade and really just looking at the design of the product and whether uh, the type of packaging we need is suitable for that. So we have absolutely huge ambitions. We've already started that. You'll Even in our own staff cafeteria as well, we've removed all our single-use plastics. So we've really started to take some sizable steps in that and looking forward to, to pushing that even further. Is there a particular role for women in sustainability? Oh, absolutely. I think sustainability um, has two sides to it. On one end, it's we're facing some of the biggest challenges that we've ever faced in terms of sustainable and the environment and climate change. But then on the other side, sustainability actually offers a biggest business opportunity we've ever seen in terms of ideas and entrepreneurship. And if we're going to take advantage of that and we're going to figure out the solutions we need, we need women at the table. You know, at a basic level, they make up 50% of the population. But when we look deeper, all those ideas, all that creativity, all that passion that we're not get tapping into at the moment because we haven't got those voices at a leadership level is such a wasted opportunity and we really need to start um, engaging that as much as possible if we need if we're going to get to where we need to get to and are ikea doing anything about getting more women into leadership positions and executive positions yeah absolutely um, diversity and gender equality is huge in ikea so within the store here in ireland over 50 percent of the co-workers are female and above 60 percent at leadership level are female so we're really walking the talk and um, i think in that regard and it's one of the reasons I was very attractive, attracted to work uh, for IKEA. We have a goal by 2020 to work towards gender equality across our global operations as well and we do that through supporting women in a number of ways. It's through uh, leadership and the floor and your career development is around our maternity packages and um, coming back to work and there's a huge range um, of ways that we can support women and we do support women to I suppose um, take advantage of their full potential in their career. Tell me about those maternity packages and getting back to work because that's a tough time for women coming back after having a baby and their confidence is low and they're feeling bad or guilty even about leaving baby at home. So what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. It can um, it can be hard. Having done it myself, it can be hard to um, come back from that bubble and go back into the work. So our maternity package looks at a phased approach back to work where we support mum in terms of um, phasing out her hours as she comes back, doing half time, giving full supports at the same time and really trying to understand and uh, gain an introduction into the new life, which is working while balancing baby as well. And then as um, I suppose families develop and grow, we offer things like a day off on the first day at school as well. And it's little things like that, I suppose, nice. that help balance yeah. Uh, family and work life. 
Yeah. Oh, good. So tell me a little bit about your own career. Did you always work in IKEA or what, what did you study in college? Tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, so I suppose sustainability has been the core thread of my career for at least the last 10 years. Um, I started off actually in the NGO sector, working with green schools, which really sparked um, a passion in me for engaging with people and actually have that as a key way um, in terms of engaging their interest in sustainability and moving towards action. Um, but after a few years there, I kind of realised, you know, kids get it. They understand that we need to get to a better place. They do they don't see the um, the politics and the pressure that I suppose we see um, so at that stage I uh, decided I needed to get into industry if I was going to make real change um, and I moved into private industry where I worked at Bearing Point for a while and Borbia for a number of years with their Origin Green programme which was an amazing experience and allowed me to travel internationally um, to gain an understanding of best practice in other countries which I've been able to bring home um, and then IKEA which is my most recent role I suppose why I was drawn here was for a number of reasons their commitment to sustainability is hugely impressive and I've followed it for a number of years but equally their ambition in terms of where they want to go is, is that from the top down? top down yeah it's amazing and it's, uh, it's a very exciting time to work in IKEA and the key part for me is how we're looking beyond our supply chain and beyond what we do in store which is hugely important but actually how to be engaged with the customer about this how do we inspire and provide solutions for more sustainable living so really enjoying my role here so far what did you study studied well initially I went to study um, business in DCU but actually I dropped out of that um, after about six months it just wasn't for me I love business but the setup at the time I was quite young and I just didn't feel um, that I fit in you know straight away but actually that was a huge opportunity for me because it gave me some extra time to tap into what was it I was actually passionate about and um, which brought me back into sustainability and environment and I studied environmental management in DIT which gave me a, a really strong basis in terms of the science behind the environment um, around you know energy and water and waste and then I went down to study um, a master's in management for sustainable development which kind of merged the science with the business. Was that in DCU? No, yeah that was in DCU yeah. yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Um, so are you really concerned about the environment since you were very young when did that start is there anything that particularly kicked that off in you? Yeah I was thinking about that um, a while back and I suppose now I can see that obviously when I was a kid it's a bit cliche I was outdoors a lot and asking a lot of questions about nature and animals but actually where I grew up I think um, played a big role so I grew up in Leakslip in County Kildare um, you know it was kind of a rural small village and then very quickly changed with the introduction of Intel and Hewlett Packard so I got to experience this amazing two companies coming in and the benefits to the local community. My school was one of the first to get an IT room in the whole country. But then the other side, and got me thinking about how do you balance those needs in terms of economy and environment? And that's really what drove me to the environmental management programme to try and answer some of those questions. So tell me about what's like in your house at home now. You've, you've one, how many children have you got? Two. 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 Yeah. So are they still in nappies? How do you manage the environmental aspects in your own home? Is there anything we can learn from you? Yeah, look, I'm not perfect, I'll say that, <laughs> first off. But I have tried, uh, you know, to implement and walk the talk as much as I can. So I have two young children, three and a half, Matthew and Edie, who's just over one. So Edie's still in nappies and we use reusable nappies. It's It's been a learning curve. Um, but I think they're actually coming back a bit into fashion now because they're a lot cuter than they used to be in terms of they're not just a piece of flannel and a pin. And there's a lot more information and support networks out there. So, for example, in my local town, there's a group that meets and talks about how to use them and let you lend them 
moment so you can understand if they're right for you and just a bit of support which is important in any kind of change behaviour and then actually at the moment in terms of a household we're going through a, a process with Sustainable Energy Ireland which is called Super Homes and it's about retrofitting our house to bring it up to a higher energy efficiency so it's an amazing programme that I think what I do. do, you do? Yeah, yeah so you kind of look around your energy use in the house insulation and um, solar panels and we're moving to a heat pump so we're moving away from fossil fuels now to a, a heat pump so uh, really excited to see the results of that Fantastic. so uh, uh, with regard to your future here in ikea where do you see the future for you oh god i don't know about that at the moment but what's amazing about ikea and if you get a chance to talk to a few of the co-workers and um, you really can go anywhere in this company you know you don't have to be limited by your function or your area of expertise if you're willing to learn and you're willing to work hard at it you can really do anything you want and you'll meet people here who started um, in HR and will end up in finance or completely switch gear if that's really what they want to do and IKEA is really amazing at supporting you doing that so for the moment I'm very happy in sustainability but who knows what the future holds. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked to other women in business and they say like the ladder used to just go from the bottom to the top yeah. but now it's like a labyrinth you go left yeah. you go right and and you actually benefit from Absolutely. all those places. Absolutely. There's so much experience to be learned and looking at things with a different lens is hugely beneficial. And even for my own role in sustainability, that is so important because my job is to make sustainability make sense to all the different functions. And I need to work hard to understand what's driving them, what's important in their daily life and make it, I suppose, marry the two. And I can't do that without experiencing their daily life. So as part of my induction into the company, I spent nearly three months uh, working in the different functions, talking to the different employees and their roles and really trying to gather that information. And it's, it's something I do on a daily basis as well because it's that important. Now, this coming weekend, you're on a panel for She Is Sustainable in Trinity College, Dublin. What is all of that about? Yeah, so She is Sustainable is an amazing event. Um, its origins are in London. I think the first one was in 2016. And really it was um, aiming to bring together the growing number of women who are working in this space, who really wanted to meet other women, try and figure out how they were going up the career ladder um, and just make those really important connections in terms of uh, getting insight and expertise. So um, Grania, uh, who brought it to Ireland, she works um, in London, but obviously has an Irish background. So she saw the need growing here, the growing sector around sustainability and she brought the first event here in February which was a huge success and we had an amazing panel at that we made great connections and had some really real conversations so it's not just about sustainability and careers it's about work-life balance as well and just the practical issues we all face on a daily basis so this event this coming weekend is the follow-up to that we have another panel which is amazing and we'll also have um, some women that we need to know in sustainability women that have really done amazing things in this space and they're going to share their stories as well and what sort of things came up with the previous one that you kind of you didn't expect or even didn't see coming yeah you know when you think about it there was such a range um, of backgrounds that were at that event and it was amazing but it came down to again some practical issues like how do you manage full-time career and, and work-life balance how do you I suppose have the confidence to challenge back in your current role to um, grow or I suppose climb up the ladder at a faster space pace and, and then how do you get your voice heard as well you know so it's it's not nothing new I suppose but still issues that really need to be touched on and I think it, it provided an amazing platform to do that. I think that getting your voice heard it's it's a perennial thing in politics in economics in yeah. business why is that? <laughs> I know it, it's one of those challenges that's not new and it's still around but I suppose from my point of view and um, you really have to 
meter head on. You have to have the confidence. You have to have the um, ability to self-promote and get yourself heard. And what drives me to do it, um, and I'm not the most overly confident person, but what would drive me to do it is how driven I am to make change around sustainability. And that's what I come back to at the end of the day, that if I'm going to do it, I need to have my voice heard and I need to, I suppose, engage with as many people as I can and especially decision makers and strategy makers. So that's really what drives me and um, I suppose it's just reaching out to as many people to help them give the confidence and I'm very conscious that I've been given a lot of helping hands throughout my career and that I need to do the same now for others and that's really important, I think. I think it was Madeleine Albright said, you know, you don't pull the ladder up behind you. Exactly and it, it, it's so true and especially, I think, around Ireland and it's such a, a small country as well and actually we have the advantage of being well connected that we need to take more advantage of that and we need to look at those coming behind us because it's all for the, the same win you know and we all need each other nobody is going to achieve anything in sustainability on their own no one ever has so we just really need to understand that and, and maximize um, I suppose the collective impact we can have so just going to finish shortly but tell me what would you say are your top five tips maybe for women in leadership okay well just off the back of what we were talking about being brave um, I think it's really important. It's try not let those um, inner voices get to you, you know, see above them, speak out um, and, and have the confidence to do so. Um, second, maybe be to challenge, you know, challenge the norm, challenge business ideas. It's, it's hugely important in sustainability to look at things in new ways, because obviously some of our old ways of working aren't the best and we're seeing the impacts of those. Um, three would be to network. It's huge. And I know it's a it's something that everyone talks about, but having my own experience of it, if you can make those relevant connections, if you can understand who has expertise and what, who can open a door into something else, you can achieve so much more. Um, then going back to the, the point we were talking about is really um, lead how you would want to be led, you know, and think about those coming behind you and how you can um, give them an upper hand as well, because like that, it's going to be to everyone's benefit. Um, and then my fifth would be, for working in sustainability is don't get too stuck into just people who work in sustainability because it's very easy to find yourself in an echo chamber and think we all agree with this and we all um, you know, are going on the same path and actually such a huge part of sustainability is listening to the, everyone else and trying to understand why they're not thinking that way yet and how can we help them get there and, and figure out those solutions. Especially those who don't get it. Absolutely. And it's not a, a us versus them at all. It's a, That's the challenge. The challenge is how do we make it relevant to all these different people? And it comes back to that definition of sustainability. It's not just one sentence, you know, to someone it could mean cleaner air, it could mean cheaper bills, it could mean a warmer home. And we need to understand what the motivators are for each of the different people and audiences and tap into them if we're really going to see the change we want to see. Actually, one of the things you said at the beginning, and I meant to come back to it, was that about, you know, snugger, warmer like blankets. And I go like, what's that got to do with it? But it's slowly dawning on me that if you're nice and snug, you don't need to put up the heating so much. Is that part of it? Absolutely. And it's these things that actually people can, I suppose, make sense of. And it doesn't have to be about kilowatts and carbon and climate change, which is quite hard to engage with. It can be about those looking at your bins, the level of waste in them, the warmer home, the better light bulb things that we can all fairly easily gain an understanding of brilliant lastly what's your your go-to piece of music or do you have a couple of pieces of music that you you kind of tap into in your head sometimes yeah this is probably a bit cheesy but um i love coldplay paradise it's just one of those songs i come back to a lot um in terms of just getting a bit of motivation and you know and sustainability as well and just trying to get a bit of energy back in so it's definitely on my spotify playlist (laughs) thank you very much ali thank you very much 
That's all from the podcast for this week. My thanks to my guest, Ali Sheridan of IKEA Ireland. And Ali is involved with She Is Sustainable. You can check out their events on Twitter using the hashtag She Is Sustainable. We'd love to hear from you and your suggestions on how women can take the lead when it comes to protecting Mother Earth and making a more sustainable planet. Our email address is info at womeninleadership.ie and you can find us on Twitter under Leading Women Pod. From me, Angie Mazzetti and all the team here, goodbye until the next time. Mm-hmm.